And that's how we're going to start. I mean, it's, it's going to be very simple and easy with no other introvert and things like that. No. Uh, no, 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 no. But it's just, you know, things are just kind of crazy right now, you know? And just, well, it's blargy. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just kind of, I don't know. Things are just blah. Everything is kind of weird. It's getting to a weird point, I think. I think it's getting into that point of just like stressed and just. I think the world is weird. Well, the world's always been weird, I think. Just it's been. Yeah, all... the world is like extra weird. Mm. Everything is weird. Everything is weird, and there are weirdos around, right? Except not with fun Lego tools. No. Even though I'm pretty sure that certain people would be would seem to be Legos dressed up as real people. But that's another thing for another day. Anyway, hello and welcome to another installment of one of our infamous podcasts, the Zan Chat. And we're actually going back to the original model for the Zan Chat, the Zan Drive Chat, where we talked about stuff while just drinking coffee and driving around. It's Zan. And Greta. And we're here just to talk and just ramble about stuff for a bit. It's a nice little fun, it's not an exercise, but it is just a cathartic, just, let's just talk and see where it goes. Do you have that clip you showed me earlier, the, um, about the extroverts? Oh, the, uh. Let's start with that. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I want to talk about that. Because this is just, this is just a, a free form, no real. I know, but it was interesting. I don't know who, uh, posted, posted that. Yeah. So it was basically this, somebody posted on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or something, you know, um, a note to extroverts. And I thought they nailed it. So I thought we could read it. I'm looking for it and I can't find it, but that's because there's so much, so many posts on Facebook. I should have saved it. So basically it was somebody came on online and said, um... Hey, to all the extroverts or all the introverts for years have been not necessarily forced or coerced. I liked how they point how they put it, but that they were, you know, your extrovert friends nudge you to go out and, you you know, sometimes, yeah, you have fun. Um, but is it your thing? No, not really. But for years have sucked it up and endured it. And now that extroverts are being forced to stay inside, we understand better than anybody. I found the post. You found it perfect. Because it, it says it better. I'm not... Well, you read it. This seems to so be I, what you I, want to talk about. Yeah, no, I like this. Okay, so for our entire lives, the world has been for extroverts. The big work parties, school presentations, huge sporting events, stores that don't deliver sit-down restaurants, all these things are the way that they are because the world is extroverted. Um, we're expected to be social. And that's fine because it's healthy to be social. So as introverts, so us introverts, we just deal. We go and we do just like you, but it's not easy for us. It actually really sucks for a lot of us. Now, for once, the extroverts are being pushed out of their comfort zone to stay healthy. So I just want to say, I acknowledge how hard it is for you guys. This isn't your life. 
this isn't what you enjoy. It's very hard for you to feel normal right now. So I know you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin. You just want to leave by any means. You want to do anything that isn't this. I get it. So on behalf of introverts everywhere, we just like to say, fucking sucks, doesn't it? And for those who know me, you know I don't swear. But I, you know, I have had times, especially when I was single living in the city, where, you know, friends would invite me out and... I would go and it was, I always had fun when I was out, but given the opportunity not to go, you know, if it was an event or just, just hanging out, um, if I went home after work, there was a 98, probably 99% chance that I was going to try to weasel my way out of it. And I had a good friend who called me out on that and would often come over to my apartment and make me go out. You give me clothes, say, come on, let's go. And I would go kicking and screaming, but I would have fun. I'd sit down, be outside, enjoy nature. You know, I was usually pried with, um, plied with coffee or wine or whatever. Two of which things that I deeply enjoy. One of which we are having now, because this is coffee chat. Um, and... I am very introverted. I have extrovert tendencies. So during this confinement, I've been okay. I've really enjoyed it. And then I'll have moments where I want to rip my hair out and I just want to go for a run outside, but can't, you know? So I get it. I, so I thought that was cool. You know, I liked it. It was, hey, for all those extroverts out there, the ones that have pulled their introverted friends out to go do things and push them out of their comfort zone. This legitimately is what it feels like. Huzzah. It does feel like that at this moment just because things have been, it's, it's everyone's out of their element. And me personally, I do talk at panels. I do this that's podcast. The weirdest, that's the weirdest I thing. Am, I am an introvert by nature. I am someone who will stay at home. I'm the one who, oh, I didn't want to go to the parties when I was younger because I'd rather stay at home playing Final Fantasy VII or doing a video game or a puzzle or reading a new book. It's just my modus operandi. But I am willing to go out and try things. I've learned to, I've adapted slowly to become more sociable. But, but even being a panelist is going out and seeing other more introverted people enjoying themselves, talking to them, seeing their faces, you know... Pan paneling is that a word? Yes. Paneling, paneling is basically like being a podcaster with other people in front of them. So that's like the extrovert moment of it. It's the introvert party, if you will. No, no, no. It's 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 fellow introverts are more likely to understand than an extrovert because. Extroverts have very different, um, not goals, but different mindset in mind. They're not going to be like, oh, you should be out and doing this. Perfect example. Uh, parents a lot of times are like, hey, it's a beautiful day outside. You should be going out, you know? Let's you're... go out and play. Or it's like, you know, you're in a new area. Why don't you go spend the time doing this or that? And it's like, I don't want to. I enjoy, like, going to the park and walking around, like, especially when I was in... Manhattan, it was like I would spend a chunk of the day going to Central Park and walking around. Granted, 
I enjoyed it by myself and my most favorite times in the park were like snow days when literally no sane New Yorkers were there and it was mostly just me um, walking around taking pictures of snow and drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. So, so I do enjoy going out and I think mostly it's the exercise of it for me. So that's the hard part of being at home. But like if this ended tomorrow and it was my, and we would, everyone went back to work and I would go back to work and whatnot and it would be my first day off. What would I do? I'd probably stay in. Yeah. It's like the, um, it's like the South Park episode where every, where, where everybody's, uh, playing World of Warcraft and it's suddenly the World of Warcraft goes down. So everyone's going out except for our mate, for, for Cartman, Kyle, Stan, and uh, Kenny. And they're working on Warcraft and they beat it. And then, we won World of Warcraft. It's great. And then just, it's business as usual. They just go, keep playing just because it's like business as usual. It's a horrible analogy, but that's kind of what it is. It's like, this is just business as usual. It's not too detrimental. But on the same token... Yes, this is business as usual. We're, we're, we're kind of fine with this. We're fine reading books and playing games and dealing with things that we usually do. I mean, sometimes sitting with our cats being mischievous or trying to, to do things or working on a book, which, due to certain reasons, I'm kind of stuck on at the moment. And not because of writer's block, but because of physical need to do something. However, that all these things are kind of being forced upon us. And it's not a hikikomori situation where I'm a, I'm agoraphobic, I'm afraid to go outside, or I just don't want to go outside. It's not that at all. It's now that... that option has been taken away from us. So if I need to clear my head, if I need to take a walk around, it's a little bit more difficult. Now, some of you are saying, hey, I, I mean, I'm able to walk outside. I'll take my car, I'll drive to the middle of the woods, or I'll go in my backyard. Unfortunately, for people who are in a more urban environment, it's a little different. It's not the same as being able to go outside. You have to, we're struggling at this point to be like, we want to go outside, and we can't. Like, you strangely enjoy going to the grocery store. I find it, it's just getting out of the house, but also it's kind of cathartic. And also, since I'm working on a cookbook, I kind of enjoy Need cooking. Need the random, the random not everyday ingredients to do stuff. And with certain, uh, let's be honest, certain uh, export-import issues at the moment, or we're not going to take things from other countries out, it's getting harder to find stuff. So I was like, I may need to go out to get things, otherwise I'm not going to be able to get it. And it's harder to do that. But it's not just that. I mean, I miss going to bookstores. I miss going... Out yeah, that to is eat. like your favorite. I miss thing. going to the movie theaters. I mean, yeah, it's, I could watch it from paying fifteen dollars on Amazon, but I. But I don't want to pay fifteen dollars on Amazon. And also, I get screener tickets, and now half of them are like, "Yeah, we can't help you with screener tickets." I mean, they'll, maybe they'll give me a link to a, a movie, but they're not gonna give me anything crazy for this. It. It's the experience of a movie theater is very different than sitting at home. <laughs> You have to, like, it, so, but at the same time, we can be happy alone. But we have to channel our indoor cat, if you will. So I'm, like, looking at our, our one kitty. Who's playing with a dodecahedron of movies. 
she plays with the dodecahedron. She like is being crazy and running around, but also happy being home taking naps. You know, but listlessly will go to the window and look outside. You know, the dog people of the world will go outside and oh. go for walks and be normal. I know that's random, but... But maybe that's why. Maybe it's the dog versus cat person. Cat person, extroverts, introverts. Cat people are naturally introverts because we have our kitties. I mean, some people are But say, there are indoor-outdoor kitties. There are cats that go outside and people let them go outside. So, like, what kind of animal are you? Are you a dog? But then also bring in the point that what happens about people who, like, the dog, the dog walkers of the world, you know? It's like, we're going to go take a walk in the woods because we can be alone. It gives you more of an option. No, but there are those dogs that are... Like bulldogs and pugs that are more couch dogs. Oh, you mean like uh? So there are Sir Sir Jack, our our the lap dog who yes. who follows his yep. So there are dog people. There are extroverts that have a lot of introvert tendencies, and there are introverts. There are the cats of the world that have extrovert tendencies. So there there's a type for all. There's like four basic types. So typical A, B, C, D personalities, so on and so forth. And we're getting a little technical on this, but I'm kind of, this is kind of interesting. But I feel, like, I feel like it is the time of the introverts to be like, okay, all of you out there who have forced your friends, gone over to the apartments and say, no, you can't wear loungewears, take your pajamas off, put something cute on, let's go out, we're going out. This is our time, our turn to say, hey, we love you, stay in, don't go out. And, and it's weird. And it's weird. I mean, a lot of weird things are going on. I mean, just look at all the TikTok things. On the one hand, we have all the people doing these very... Um, Sorry. It's fine. Are Some very questionable material on TikTok. Like those people who are doing the... Uh, uh, what is it? The look at me now. The I'm going to act like another race thing. You have that going on. You also have... But we also have really cool TikTok things. Like... Um, um, the, the families that are recreating family photos now that all the people are indoors. I've been liking the cosplay, tic, uh, cosplay videos where they're just transforming into their cosplays, like going from, I'm just a normal guy, into the costume. Well, that started with the TikTok of makeup. Where it's girls with a makeup brush and you're in your pajamas, you have your coffee cup in hand, and then you put your makeup brush up to the camera, and then when you pull it back, it's your glam shot. So that evolved to... Cosplay. Cosplay, which is super cool. And it's also cool to see a lot of the other crazy people out there just doing some interesting things. But then on the same token, we have these people who are... Uh, spreading conspiracy theories and or being super racist and thinking there's no repercussions when they don't realize it's My not a vacuum. My personal favorite is hey, this is fake, this is fake, this is fake, this is fake. Oh, guess who got the coronavirus? COVID-19. It was the guy saying this is fake, this is fake, this is fake. Not yeah. so fake anymore. Yeah, these are the same people who go out there and well, on the one hand, I understand we're not, and we're not going to talk about the whole Oh, the financial repercussions of being stuck at home because that is something which has been stressing some of us out a lot. It's yes. not a little thing. It's just let's not discuss that. We're not plus going... everybody's in that boat. Everybody's in that boat, and we're just trying to alleviate some of that tension. But uh, the some of the people who are taking it 
too extreme and are like saying, oh, I'm going to go outside and protest this. It's like, look, it's not exactly the smartest thing to do. And it's really not because on the one hand, it's... Plus there, you know, there's, there's a lot of different types of people out there, right? There's the person that says, woe is me, I can't get my hair done. And then there's the person that goes, haha, I can't get my hair done. Challenge accepted. Here's my root grow out. Show me yours. Or, you know, oh, I can't get my nails done. Here's my home. Here's my five-year-old daughter painting my nails. And, like, who cares if your child has painted your nails and your nails look horrible because no one else can see them. But, like, you can either bitch and complain about it or you can embrace it and post the silly photo like let's look at the the, the um, and i hate using the term karens i prefer because heathers have evolved into karens at this point but there's a video of a of a karen out you've seen it outside of a basket robin saying give me liberty or give me death in front of a basket robins because you can't have baskin robins you can buy baskin robins through Instacart, or you could go to Mercado, or you could even go to Amazon and order it, and they'll deliver it to your house. You or, can have Baskin Robbins, or Uber Eats, or yeah, know. I mean, yeah, it's closed, but you can get Baskin Robbins. It's not that difficult to get it at home. I mean, and it's, che- all, and it's cheaper. It's do we all miss going and having an ice cream outside on a nice sunny day? Yes. yes. Well, no, not all of us. Some of us who are lactose challenged don't miss that. <laughs> but it's the it's you can do emulate and make these things happen if you have a veranda. Um, there's that awesome video of the old couple dancing on their fire escape. They're and it's I a like, beautiful image. You could yeah, but they put us also to shame because we're not the best dancers. I like the little old couple. Where the husband is coloring the the wife's hair, he's doing her roots, and he's trying his darndest, and you you know he has not done this before, but he's doing it, and the wife's helping him walk him through it. Like that to me is adorable. Those are couple goals right there. Yeah, and it's they're doing what they they can do. They're showing what they can show to be to keep themselves occupied and to. You know, they're stressing about this, but they're trying to take their mind off of this situation. Because this is a unprecedented situation. This is a bad situation at this point. And, well, I'm not going to get, well, you know what? I don't want to keep talking about how bad the situation is. I'm not trying to talk about how bad. bad. I'm talking about the positives in this. It's we can't linger on that nature. And the people who are going out saying, oh, we want to go out. We want to go out. They're causing, you know, it's, um, friend of the podcast, Doug Wilder, showed uh, forwarded to me a picture that a friend of ours took. Uh, Vinny Avarello from AV, AV All Geeks Considered Podcast, where it's the image of the nurse blocking the traffic of the protesters, you know, because they're blocking the, the way to the hospital. And, you know, the lady saying, go to China, because he's like, oh, you're on our rights. And this is the guy that's sacrificing his time to... Putting himself at risk. To be at risk. And... He, they put next to it the scene from Tenement Square of the man standing in front of the tank, the protester. And that's a good analogy of it, but it's a, it's that. And then another analogy is, um, not getting into super politics, but long story short, someone said that uh, people have been complaining about uh, not being able to go to work. And New York Governor Cuomo, who personally... 
I have issues with, but I have issues with Cuomo for other reasons. But in this instance, he says, if you want to work, be an essential worker. They're looking for people. And it's like, if you want to get out, if you want to be someone who wants, if you need to work, they're looking for people to do this, to deliver food, to do this. You know, you put yourself at risk. Don't be... To be the, you know, you can go to work for the for Instacart. Or work at the hospitals. I mean, people are working... You need some training. So not everybody has a training for that. Yeah, but yeah, but you could at least, like, help with something simple. But you can, if you don't have the training for that, you can be one of those people that fulfills orders on apps. You know, does the... DoorDash, the Uber Eats, the um, there's other grocery delivery services. There's, you know, pe- friends of mine on uh, who I don't get to see anymore are, you know, live in a different state who are retail workers. They are going to work for grocery stores, you know, being a cashier. Um, yeah, I mean, because that's that's work that they c- can do. And it's essential work. So there is, you know, a point to that. I mean, there's other work, too, that you don't think of. You're like, yeah, maybe you train, you you have a white-collar degree, but there's a lot of blue-collar jobs that are still necessary that are So, important. yes, I do agree with Cuomo. Like, if, you, if you're bitching and complaining and you want to go work, then, then be productive for where society is for right now. Yeah, it's... That's. A, I agree with that sentiment. And it's a good point. It's not the oh we're gonna uh, you know uh, it's it's like the illness is the illness is worse than the the cure. No, it's that's what it is. It's like this is not a I'll be fine. It's like this is people in the blink of an eye are losing people. But anyway, we're here to have fun, talk about other things. So let us talk about something completely different to transition like Monty Python. So, in other news, something that was interesting was that Alexa has been releasing a couple of free audiobooks. Well, J.K. Rowling released the first of her book series. Not all of it, just the first. Which is kind of scummy, I think, because it's just the first one. It's kind of like getting you... I don't, I don't know. I thought it said that... No, I looked it up. It's just the first one. It was just the first one to be released. So, they're kind of... Hooking you on the on the reel a little bit, like saying, "Here's the here's the bait, here's the bait. You want to go do an audible?" But they still gave away one for free. They did give away one for free, and it's a good. And it wasn't it wasn't do the trial setup. It was like legitimate. Like here you go, enjoy. And if you haven't read or 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 seen or read or listened to the Harry Potter books, it's actually a really good read and a really good listen. I do admit that the the audiobook reader, the narrator, is less than... Well, I'm not you, a fan. If you... Well, here's the deal. And I am. I like the Harry Potter movies series. I've never read the books. Now, I'm in the minority. Most people read the books and then were highly critical of the movies. And for this Audible book, I enjoyed it. Um, because I... I kind of heard the, the you know the voice actor you know do his do his things do his little voices differences for the different characters throughout the book and I related it back to the movie and where it wasn't the same voice as the characters that you know the actors that were in the movie I enjoyed it but when I read a book I have 
when there isn't a movie and I read the book, I have voices and I have my own idea of what the characters look like based on the description. But, you know, I, I fill in the, those details myself. So when they're not the same, that does bother me. So I think if you read the book first, you don't like the audible author because it's not the voices you would have made for it. That would have been part of it, but there is another version of the audiobooks with a different vo reader. But that's my theory on why I think awesome. you didn't like it. No, I let, no, the old man who did it the last one was amazing. And he had the perfect... He sounded like Ollivander in a much nice, better way. Oleander was a much more engaging, intriguing character. And this guy's like, I make him sound like he's Russian. It's like, he's not a Russian. And then Hagrid being like, my name's Robus. You know, it's like, it's Rubius, not Robius. Or Dumbledore. It's like... You're making him sound like he was some kind of redneck. <laughs> okay, not redneck. He wasn't. He was like Scottish or something. Dumbledore. In Voldemort. It's like... Oh, Voldemort, actually, that is the correct pronunciation for French, so I can't... I can't that one, I, I'll give him. But it's like, some of it's good, some of it's bad, but it's... I know the book. I've read it. I've I used to read Harry Potter fanfic, so I know. Like Hermione not, sounded like a like a um, she sounded very tomboyish, but it's also a man that was doing a voice character of a young girl. Like, okay, it's gonna sound tomboyish. But uh, back to the point, it's a really good listen. I have to admit, because the story is still the same story, but it is the Philosopher's Stone, not. Oh, sorry. It's the Sorcerer's Stone. It's, sorry, it's the Sorcerer's Stone, not the Philosopher's Stone. And that's a bit of a, you know, but whatever. It's still very, it's a very excellent listen to. It's a very strong story that led to a great franchise and a great series. And also... J.K. Rowling is a great writer. I like her, the world that she created. Yeah, and you do see some of the plot points that were dropped out later on in the book's Early well, on. like the movie never has every character, so there's different characters that you didn't really get to see, you know. Yeah, like certain characters that are major parts of the of the book that were never in the movie. They they focus more attention to like Ben's, uh, Peeves. Uh, it does. You do, do see more of the whole Harry Hermione romance. It builds in much better in the books, and the movie just well that's. She admitted she wrote that she changed the whole last book to, to have the Ron because that was never where she was going with it. Ron was supposed to die. <laughs> yeah, but but she the books were evolving as the movies were coming out. That's but that's why because everyone was saying that they had to get together and she's like she listened to peer pressure and in a later interview said I admit that was my biggest one of my biggest regrets is. But she also really liked the the kids. She liked the actors and she like she took it in a different way because. They changed who the characters were as they became the characters. And they did. But, either way, very well done. Uh, I think that was well done. But there are other audiobooks that are available that are listening to that are that are fun. I'm thinking about going into some of the Neil Gaiman works because I did want to hear the Benedict Cumberbatch version of Neverwhere. I own the book. I, I have somewhere on one of my computer hard drives, I have the miniseries. So I was just intrigued by that. There's also um, Anthony Stewart Head is is uh, Mr. Uh, what is it, Mr. Rip? I think one of the two henchmen of the Angel of. Uh, but anyway, the Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman. So you haven't read one of the Neil Gaiman's in a while. I have not read one of the, my Neil Gaiman books in a while, like uh, American Gods, mm -hmm. which I love that book, but I haven't read American Gods in a while. I haven't read a lot of the other stuff. 
I did read uh, some uh, some. Uh, and we don't usually pimp out Sandman things Sand- on the podcast. You know, this is. Of course, we don't pimp out stuff. No, but this is like it's free. This is these are our opinions. We're not being paid to say listen to Audible. Blah 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 blah. But actually, that's not true. We did at one point. We were we were we were yeah, an affiliate right, of, of Audible. But right now we're we're. We're just we're know, not being paid to say any of these things, no. and so we're not we're not sponsored by Thrift Books. But I am a huge Jane Austen fan. Pride and Prejudice, my favorite book. It's my favorite story. I've seen, you know, the mm-hmm. um, the podcast of it. I've seen the A and E movie. Well, I own the A and E movie series of it. Um, you know, I like the Keira Knightley one. Like I love Pride and Prejudice and I like the fan fiction of Pride and Prejudice all of the spin-offs and I you know have found a new series well new to me older series new to me Rebecca Ann Collins wrote um the Pemberley Chronicles and it is a and and before ten book f- before series. we forget she's talking about published fan fictions mm-hmm. or published alternative history literature not the stuff that you find on fanfiction.net or or to note those are completely different. I don't think she has read any of the Wickham, the Wickham Bennett's, the Wickham Bennett slash stuff. Do not send me any messages about that. Um, and now I'm going to get messages about that and yeah. links to that. But but I have read a lot of different published fan fiction. But I found a new book series, and during this time, um, I located the rest of the missing books from the series on thriftbook.com and I got them for pretty cheap and I'm super happy they shipped them fast. So, you know, I've already shared that with a couple of my close friends that also like different kind of crazy books that we, you know, some of our favorite things was going to different small bookstores and finding different things. And Thrift Books has been my COVID-19 sub. Which is good. I have been reading, as usual, lots of manga. Uh, but I've been reading some real things as well. The thing I've been reading is, um, I'm, well, let's be honest, I'm still working on uh, Snow Crash. I went back to reading Snow Crash, and I've been perusing a little bit, a little bit of uh, Grimgar, the light novel for Grimgar of Light and Ash. And I just received in the mail uh, volume six of How a Res- uh, uh how a realistic hero rebuilt the kingdom, which now actually I just found out that, and I talk about it in the manga review, they're actually making an anime for. So I'm gonna, I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, I have been because Greta is from the land of pine ah. poles and sunshine and rainbows and volcanoes and Menehune or Hawaii, and so. Certain things are normal to her, unlike over in here, in the, as they call it, the mainland or continental United States. Like, for example, over in here, you say you like manga, you like anime. And then you have to explain it. Well, it's not as bad as it used to be, but nine times out of ten, they're going to, or eight out of ten times, they're going to give you a weird look. Either they don't know what it is, or they're horrified. In Hawaii, manga and anime is normal. Like... And also, certain things from anime and manga are normal, like the show uh, Daishi Kadashi, the one about candy. 80% of those candies, Greta has had. 
And mist. Which is kind of, and here you can barely find unless you go to a Chinese uh, store, but... You can get them from, you know, there's a one specific store called the Crack Seed Store, but corner stores, you know, not Crack a, Seed Stores... Not a Convy? Not a Convy or, or a Larson's or, a, or an ABC store? No. I have, <laughs> like, all of those candies. Or maybe not all of them, but most of them. So you could find these... A lot of those candies, a lot of things. And so, for that reason, Greta has a little bit of a knowledge in seeing certain movies by a certain movie studio. We're talking about Studio Ghibli. Mm -hmm. So she has seen Totoro. She's seen several other ones. And over the years, or the last couple of years, we've watched certain other ones that she's never seen before. Also, we review a lot of them on the podcast. Like, she had seen most of the ones that we had talked about in our Spark and Movie Reviews Month of Miyazaki of Studio Ghibli, where we talked about uh, Castle of Cagliostro, um, Arietti, uh, most of the, Princess Mononoke. Most of those Maranoke. I watched in school. Yeah. Like, as, you know, like when they bring out the the big TV and it's like, today we're going to watch a movie. Well, now they just stream it, apparently. They, they stream it to the, the, the computers, which is kind of crazy and cool. But there's a couple that she hasn't seen. Um, one of the big ones that I think that she hasn't seen is... You haven't seen Porco Rosso yet, right? Mm. I tried showing the beginning. Well, no. Did we watch it? No, we've watched Porco Rosso. Okay, but... And I had seen parts of Porco Rosso. I just never sat down to watch the whole thing. It's a fun one. Also, it's really cool to see... Because it's a very Italian movie. So there's a lot of really cool things. Like he's drinking... They're drinking the the limoncello. It's like, here's a kid drinking limoncello. It's like, that's booze. But like... Limoncello. Give it, give it to the kid. Um... But that's also a couple other ones they do that where they have they give the kids booze. Um, but we've been watching some other ones. Like, she finally saw Spirited Away recently. Yes, I did. And it's... And that one, the Academy Award winning Spirited Away, is a movie that made anime a little more mainstream in the West. And I've got to say, it's one of those ones where it's actually aged really well. I haven't watched it in a while. Actually, we own... Um, a Spirited Away deck of cards and a few other things I got from the, this, the Studio Ghibli Museum. But uh, as your first uh, watching of it, did you enjoy it or you were horrified by it? I mean, the story of Chihiro and I her parents. I enjoyed it, but a lot of it was sad. And I don't know if like part of it was just like the whole COVID-19 stuff like getting it to me, but it had like all of the feelings in it. But that's a good Studio Ghibli movie. All of them have all the good feelings. I mean, look at um, the one that was paired with My Neighbor Totoro, Grave of the Fireflies. That movie makes me cry. Well, a lot of those movies make you cry. They, they're they like, they're emotional and they tackle bigger things. Yeah, like uh, Lupin the Third, The uh, Castle of Cagliostro. That one tackles a lot of stuff in it. And it's a, well, it's an adventure movie, but it's a very well done film. Nausicaa uh, tackles it. What's the one that we watched yesterday? Uh, I showed her also when Marnie was there. What the la- yeah, arguably the was last horrible. It wasn't horrible. It's no, a- it's an awesome movie. It I laughed, I cried, but it was like it made me cry a lot. I was emotionally drained after no, that. That movie. movie made me sad because it's a grandma movie, and you know, because I'm a grandma's boy. I loved my grandma. She was one of the most important people in my life. Uh, that's actually why, if you look in the podcast, when she passed away, I like stopped for a whole month and a half of podcasting, and I just posted, my grandma died, I'm taking a break. Because she was important to me, so certain movies will make me 
they affect me a little more than other people. Like, I saw Coco before she passed, and Coco hit me, and now it's a movie where it's like, it's really hard for me to watch. Same thing with Moana. I love Moana. But the scenes with her and her, her tutu, that's, those scenes are hard. But this movie, it, it, well, Marnie was there. That's one which it's it's. But it's a really good movie. If you have not watched when Marnie was there, watch it. Technically, it's under statute. Watch it with a box of tissues. Uh, I will say this though, technically, when Marnie I was didn't there, I cried the whole thing. No, you were tearing up at some points, but um, technically, that movie is under statute of limitations because the book was from 1967. Okay. Technically, the, the plot is, is... But they did change a lot of the plot, though. Because mm. it was originally a book written from England, and then they changed it over. Mm. It does kind of suck, though, that that was the last Studio Ghibli movie. That really does suck. That was the last one. That's how they went out, I think. Let me just check this out. I'm going to look at the Wikipedia while we're talking. All right, it's going to be... Studio uh, Ghibli Wikipedia... Uh, they still do commercials, apparently, uh, but they halted production, uh, oh. Okay, isn't Studio Ghibli still a thing? It's still a thing. It's still a thing, but they are not, uh, new. Uh, even though he's still working on a new film. Yeah, it's, there didn't go out. It's not a, they're not gone. Studio Ghibli is still a thing. Oh, he's doing a new movie, which is a biography. Another, okay. But yeah, the last Studio Ghibli film came out in 2014 and then they went on, they they said they were just going to work on like TV commercials and then 2017 they convinced Miyazaki to come back again. And he's working on this. And it's going to be released in HBO Max. Wait, what? Okay. But when Marty was there was the last Studio Ghibli movie. That's the one they went out on. But it's not like the last ever Studio Ghibli still a thing. It's the last feature film that they did because they're not doing they're halting production on most works after he left, and that wasn't even a, a, a Hayao Miyazaki movie, which is the crazier part. It's not his movie. It's his. It's um. It was a movie by Hiromasu Yonibayashi. And I mean, there's some other ones. Um, what was the other big ones? The Wind Rises, which was the autobiography about the man who created the Zero. Uh, the Bamboo Princess story, the tale of the Princess Kaguya. The man who created Zero. The Zero airplane, which he designed because oh. it's a beautiful airplane. It was designed because he loved aviation. What it was used for was horrific, but it was like... It's a love letter to the designer. Not the... Yeah, I mean... Uh, Princess Kaguya, that one, I just love the art style in that movie. Because it looks like a, a, a woodblock painting. Uh, but, however, I mean, the other ones, Tales from Earthsea, From Up on Poppy Hill, Arietti, uh, Ponyo, which... Ponyo. Which is just the, a more screwed up version of The Little Mermaid. Or a happier version of Little Mermaid. It's not as scary, even though they say she's going to turn into bubbles if he doesn't say he, she loves, you know, he loves her. But yeah, Studio Ghibli became is. That was my coffee. That explains the taste. <laughs> yes, and we're also drinking. Before I forget, we are drinking. This is, this is legit coffee talk. Oh, thank God, that tastes better. <sighs> oh, 
hate that flavor. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what am I drinking? <laughs> so we'll get personal and just be like, Zan likes his coffee. He likes strong coffee with whole milk mm-hmm. and sugar. I'll take 2% milk, but it's not as good in my opinion. He doesn't like cream. I hate creamer. I prefer real milk. No, but even cream, like heavy whipping cream, he doesn't like cream. He likes whole milk. No, no, no. Cream I'll use for, for other stuff. No, but a lot of people will put cream in their coffee. Or if they run out of milk, if they are milk users and they run out of milk, they'll put a little, like, half and half. And it's like, ooh, and rich and glorious. And it brings out the aroma of the coffee. And it's it's potent and milky without diluting your coffee. It's like, a, it's an experience. It's a thing. But no, not Zan. Zan likes whole milk. Now, me, the Greta, is lactose challenged. I will not admit that I am lactose intolerant. I'm going to say I'm lactose challenged. Take it as you will. But I would explode having some of Zan's coffee. So I therefore drink almond milk or coconut milk or, you know, I don't generally enjoy soy, soy milk, but I'll do oat milk or anything like that in my coffee, mm-hmm. which Zan detests. So I'm sitting here chatting with you guys as he picks up my cup and takes a nice, generous it also, swig and... It also doesn't help that we're, we have the same mug. No, it's because they're cool. We have, a, we, have, we have a bunch of different mugs. Greta likes collecting mugs. I love coffee cups, coffee mugs. So coffee mugs are one of her otaku tendencies. She's a no, she's, so if I went on traveling, I would probably pick up different coffee mugs for her and she would love it. She'd go crazy, but she would love it. But... So the coffee cups we're using today have our last initial on it because we both now have the same initial. Because uh, we're married, if you guys didn't know. Spoiler. But uh, anyway, uh, back to some studio talk. So most of Studio Ghibli's company moved and created their own company after Studio Ghibli went under. Well, they go under when they stopped production. They made their own company in a year later. So that's probably why the new studios are different. But they're they're now Studio Ponic. They're the new Studio Ghibli, and ironically, their first film is the one that became uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower. Mary is now their mascot, their logo. Studio Ponic. Ponic. They just started 2015. They've got two movies, and the and they got the gig. They were creating a short for the Tokyo Olympics. Oh, that's cool. Wait. Yeah. The so, Olympics got canceled. No, it got postponed till next year. It's still in Japan. Ah. So they got, they have, they got the, they got that, that some money, even though it got pushed back by a year, but it's kind of cool. Um, we watched a couple other ones. I was thinking about showing Greta some other ones, but we've seen a lot of them. We, we own Cast in the Sky. Um, My Neighbor Totoro, we both have seen. Grave of the Fireflies, I've seen three Bajillion times. Bajillion times. No, three times. I will never watch it fully. Grave of the Fireflies is like Night on the Galactic Railroad or one of those other ones. It's a little too, um, it's a little too death-centric in a way, which is unnerving. It's a strong movie, but it's very, but anyway. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, we own. Only yesterday, I have, we own it, I haven't watched it yet. I, I mean, I've seen parts of it, but I've never watched the whole movie. We may watch that. Um, Porco Rosso, one of my favorite Studio Ghibli movies. Also, weird part is that I like that it's a it's a film designed for older uh, an older audience, and I liked it when I was younger. Like when I was when I first got into anime, I was liking Porco Rosso back then, 
because it's a very uh, Indiana Jonesy type movie. Because it takes place in 1940, and our main character is a, a, a seaplane pilot who hunts down pirates. Yeah, but you and I were weird kids. I grew up watching black and white movies and loving all of the movies from the golden age of Hollywood. And... Oh, that is true. That is true. Um, but Whispers of the Heart, we don't own. We don't own Pompoco. I have a, a copy of Pompoco, but we don't own it. Uh, it's a VHS-ish copy. Actually, we can't even watch it. We don't have a VHS player anymore. <coughs> Mononoke Hime, my favorite one. Uh, Spirited Away, we watched. The Cat Returns, we don't own. Uh, Howl's Movie Castle, we own. Uh, Arietti and Ponyo, we own. And uh, Mon- I just like saying Ponyo. Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo. But yeah, that's if we do like watch more Disney stuff. Because we're trying to switch because we've been marathoning James Bond stuff. You've been listening to our... Like, we're... we're we just got up to Never Say Never, dum, 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 but dum, we are dum, way dum, pa- dum, like dum, 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 for reviews. We're up to Never Say Never again. However, we are way past that. We're almost at, we're at Daniel Craig at this point. We've been just watching it because we were supposed to, we were supposed to be done in April. We were supposed to be done earlier this month. Yeah, like, we like two attacked weeks, though. Two we weeks ago, like... we were supposed to be done because the movie was supposed to come out. and We would have reviewed No Time to Die, but that didn't happen. So it's like, do we go back? Do we rewatch? So we're a little ahead. So we're releasing everything slowly. We've been recording. Don't get us wrong. We have stuff recorded already. It's just we're releasing them on a very decelerated schedule. But that's enough shop talk. So Side Studio Ghibli. Another thing is that they've listed... So everyone's watching different streaming services. We generally watch Amazon Prime, uh, Hulu, Crunchyroll, Funimation, and uh, Voodoo. And we have Netflix, but we haven't watched it in a while. I'm actually thinking that Netflix might be one of those ones I should just stop paying for at this point. Because there hasn't really been anything like super like, yay! Like, yeah, they have Beastars. Like, we watched Beastars on it, and we watched Carol and Tuesday, and we watched Seven Seeds. But besides that, we don't really watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Disney Plus. We've been watching Disney Plus. So we're watching a lot of stuff. All be, and, we, and we own cable, we, but anyway, uh, back to point is that, so, they released a list of the top 30 films or shows to watch on Hulu right now. And I'm just curious to look on that list, see what, which of these we'd actually watch or not. Um, or have any of you seen? Because actually it's 60 on there. Like, uh, Veronica Mars is on there. 30 Rock is on there. Community... Uh, 11, 22, 63, which that one I'm actually kind of... 11, 22, 63? It's based on one of the more weirder Stephen King books. It's about a guy who can go back to 11, 22, 63. Hmm. He finds a portal to go back in time to then, so he has the opportunity to stop... Because 11, 22, 63 was the day JFK was assassinated. So he can go back and alter time, but by him altering little things, the future changes. And he keeps going back to fix what's going on. He realizes, I screwed up, let me do this again. But every time he goes back and forth... Let me guess and say that he discovers that you have to let it roll out how it rolled out. No, but it's... it's In order for things to work out the way he wants to work out, because he goes back and his friend, who he was his best friend, died. Falls in love with a girl, but then by him doing that, she's going to die in the future. So she has to... All, it's all next to causality and uh, bootstrap. It's not it's not bootstrap uh, paradoxes, but a lot of paradoxes. It's kind of cool, and also Stephen King doing something very different. 
and it is connected to the Stephen King universe, Stephen King universe, by via um, the the shop, which that's kind of cool. Anyway, so next one is one of my least favorite shows of all time. The show the the show about nothing. Well, actually, that's not true. It's a show about horrible people. Uh, you can guess who I'm talking about. Oh Seinfeld. I thought you were gonna say Tiger King. No, Seinfeld. This but is this is Hulu. This okay. is Hulu. Oh yeah, I forgot Hulu with Tiger King and who killed the tiger. Um, there's the terror about the the weird, mysterious death in 1845. Bob's Burgers, which that's a weird show. I'm surprised it show is so prolific at this point. It's like one which shouldn't have worked, but it worked. Yeah, but should a show about a candy store work? Yes, it should because it's candy. See. Um, but Elementary, which is a good show. I love Elementary. Uh, you have... All Things Sherlock Holmes. You have Pen15, or let's be honest... Oh, what is, it, what is it that we're... Um, oh, that's an acorn. Yeah, that's a different show altogether. That's an old show. Oh, you got Killing Eve with Sandra O oh being an MI6 agent, which that's so weird because he's, she's, she's an American actress, but she's playing an MI6 agent. In Killing Eve. It's four seasons in. Uh, you got Ab Fab, which was re-released, or Absolutely Fabulous. I should be, because Ab Fab was the American version, but Absolutely Fabulous. Um, Adventure Time, which is done. In the Flesh, which that show I've heard a lot of good things about, and that's weird. It's a, a weird take on post-a-zombie apocalypse, where they've... It's a satire. But the whole thing is that the zombie apocalypse happened, and they found a cure. And it's about the people who've been cured afterwards. So it's like, we were post-zombie. We're no longer zombies. We're people again. But our families think we're monsters. Because we kind of went crazy for a short period of time. It wasn't our fault. And it's like very short. I don't like zombies. They call it post-deceased syndrome. Because it's after the zombie apocalypse. So they're no longer zombies. But like references, flashbacks. Uh, you have Man Seeking Woman, Castle Rock. Which is another Stephen King-esque story series i'm trying to think futurama yay futurama brooklyn 99 friday night lights the office the uk version wasn't the uk version the first one yes the better version in my opinion but uh you have lost which if you have not watched lost yet um i would say try to kind of watch it up to halfway through the series because it has it's a very flawed show uh the the series finale is half great, half horrible. Um, there's some characters you don't give a shit about, but they get an entire story about episode about their backstory, and it's one of the, it's a weird story that's so strange. It started off just as a people surviving a plane crash on a mysterious island that was just so much more. I mean, there's the whole thing with the numbers. What were the deal with the numbers? Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two, and it's just a strange show that. It's a weird show that you just become enveloped in. It also, it yeah, was, I never watched Lost. It was shot in Hawaii. I know. Um, I, I saw a lot of the... the Filming? Filming, yeah. And it was a big thing. And I have acquaintances, friends that have been extras in, the, um, in a lot of different things. Obviously, Lost is a select amount of people, but have helped with sound and stuff like that and i have never watched lost it's one which i would say 
at this point, I, I would not. Re, I don't want to revisit it. It's a one time. If you didn't watch it yet, watch it. If you have watched it, don't watch it again. It does not hold. It does not hold up. But anyway, so other shows. There's don't trust the don't trust the bitch in apartment twenty three. I I used to watch that. And that's starring Jessica Jones, uh, Kristen Ritter as uh, well. She's just a is she a bad neighbor or is she just uh... not necessarily? At least from what I was watching, it, she wasn't like she's not the best person in the world, but she's not a bitch in the sense that you'd be like like in every sense of the word. She's the so for me, going back to how what we were talking about in the very beginning, who's mostly introverted, she's the extrovert that pushes you out of your comfort. Gotcha. Zone, like regularly. But that's a pretty good um, binge-worthy show. Twin Peaks, still binge-worthy, but very insane. And also they have the sequel series on um, Hulu, but you have to pay for the Showtime add-on app, which kind of is bullshit, but the show is so crazy and weird, and it's still weird. To this day, if you haven't watched Twin Peaks, it's a weird show. And then, of course, for anime fans, My Hero Academia is a binge-worthy show if you haven't watched My Hero Academia. Totally binge-worthy. Yes. I will say the last story arc for the TV show was amazing. I do like um, Gentle. I think he's one of the best villains out there. Because he's just so weird. He's like, I'm going to commit a crime, but first I'm going to drink tea and it's going to splash in my face. Because reasons. Uh, what else is on this list? You have TNG, The Next Generation. Um, for Star Trek fans, if you haven't watched Picard, watch Picard. Picard has been really... It's, I haven't watched it. It's a, it's If you're a Star Trek fan, you'll like it. If you're a new Star Trek fan, watch the old series first so you get attached to these characters and know what's going on. I will say, though, because I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I do know enough about Star Trek because I have Trekkers in my family. A lot of my uncles are Trekkers, not like hardcore Trekkers, but they know stuff, like absurd absurd knowledge, and my dad is a TNG Voyager, he likes those, which a lot of people say, oh, you don't watch Voyager, Voyager is Josie and the Pussycats in space. No, Voyager's a good show, it's just, it starts off rough. And it does get weird, but it's not a bad show. Anyway, another sci-fi show, The Handmaid's Tale, which I don't know why that's a sci-fi show, but it's a sci-fi show? totally shouldn't be it's more dystopian future or past no it's future it's pre huh. it's like future present it's like the it's, it's a very screwed up like the united states becomes a totalitarian government called the Gil gillard i um some people really enjoy it some people don't uh fresh off the boat where the final episode happened recently if you haven't caught that show that's a funny show which is just really weird uh rick and morty because it's rick and morty Oh, yes. Uh, I aim to misbehave. Firefly. If you don't watch Firefly and Serenity, watch it. It's got Nathan Fillion. You know, I haven't finished watching Firefly. We should watch more of it. Yeah, we should. Uh, Parks and Rec, which I actually kind of like, but it's not because of Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. That's not why I like the show. I like it for Rashida Jones, Chris Pratt, and Aubrey Plaza. And Azir Ansari. It's like and Paul and, Rob, and uh, Rob Lowe, but like Amy Poehler, I don't like. <laughs> so it's weird. It's like I like Parks and Rec, but I don't like it because of Amy Poehler. Okay. She comes off too like 
don't know. Anyway, so you have Frasier, which is coming back. You have uh, Fargo, which I don't know. Fargo seems weird. It's an anthology series, but it's based off of Fargo. So I don't know. Uh, some people love the first season. Some people hate the first season. Everyone feels really good about the third season, though. So it's like, uh, but anyway. So what else was there? Kane Peel, Legion. Which, if you're an X Men fan, with all the crap that's come out, Legion is an excellent um, mutant series. It is connected to the Marvel universe. It's just a little more weird because of Legion's whole deal. It's Matthew Crowley. Yes, but he he's he plays he plays uh, David Holloway. Also, he plays fifty other characters because he is a mutant with PT with uh, schizophrenia. So he has a bajillion different powers versed on different things. A better example of this ability, I'd say, is um, uh, what's her name from uh, Doom Patrol, uh, Crazy Jane, where Jane just keeps uh, jumping from personality to personality. Each personality has a different power. It's like. I'm raise I'm razor tongue and she like is super strong, and then one's a pyro, one's a Legion's just trippy. If you like Matthew Crawley, I think you'll Dan Stevens, you'll like Legion, but it is trippy and crazy. Um, you, there's you fe- called him Matthew Crawley. Yes, sadly I call him Matthew Crawley. Yes. I'm trying to think of what else. There's Arrested Development again. If you are a fan of a show about nothing, Arrested Development. Um, 12 Monkeys, the TV show, which, it's a weird, twisty, timey-wimey mythology. Just, it, they, like, took the concept of the original movie and they made it more crazy. They also switched, um, Brad Pitt's character to an insane girl, instead of it being Brad Pitt. It's imaginative, engrossing, and it's a weird time travel show. And then, last on this list, just bouncing around, you have Archer. If you haven't watched Archer, well... It's Archer. <laughs> and last is Buffy the Vampire Slayer in Blackish. Hmm. Blackish is a very smart and sharp comedy. It's just a. Um, it's got a good growth pattern to it. And it's the. I don't know how to talk about this. We, it's not our demographic, let's be honest. It's not our demographic. But it's. It's because they're kind of whitewashed. Black family? No, the whole thing is that they are a family that's being raised in Hollywood because he works for Hollywood execs. And it's keeping your culture versus um, acclimating. Gotcha. And it's actually not a bad show. I just think it's really well done. And Anthony Anderson, uh, I mean, a lot of people remember him from his more comedic roles, like him saying, burn this motherfucker down! in Harold and Kumar go to White Castles to being a very... It's, it's a good show. It's a well done show, I think. But there's a lot of different other shows to binge watch at this time. Um, if you watch Amazon Prime, a lot of people have been binge watching a certain show that's from Masterpiece Theaters. Downton Abbey. Yes, you have Downton Abbey. Now you have Belgravia, but you get one episode a week. But, which is horrific for people like me who like to binge watch things and don't like to wait another week. But there's other shows as well. Um, just trying to think of some of the other really good ones that are on there. I'm drawing a blank at the moment, but there is other stuff. Uh, you can watch One Day at a Time on Acorn. One Day at a Time. Season 3 or 4, which it sucks because it's just stayed on Netflix. And they actually bring up Netflix in the first episode, like a little bash to it. It's, it's a shame. However, however, 
we've been talking about things we've watched, but there's other things that we do besides that in reading. There are other ways to keep yourself occupied. Like board games. We actually did an entire legacy game. We completed Machi Koro Legacy Edition, which is true. It is a very easier... It was super fun. It's an easier version of a legacy game, and it's not too different when you finish the game. But we did it. We finished it and winning with six to four, Greta. Yay! She won six to four, honestly. Which is rare. If you know us, I can be vicious. I can win. But, uh... Zan usually wins most of the time. No, that's not true at all. You win an equal amount of time. And it was because I tried a new method of playing in the last game. That was my fault. I tried doing a, a very different way of playing, and because of that, I lost. But we've been playing other games as well that we could play, because we have a lot of three-player games, but there's some two-player games we do own as well, like Ticket to Ride, Takenoko, Takedo, uh, Machikoro, uh... We have not played Pandemic because it's not Pandemic time, right? Yeah, I think that's too close to home. Part of me does want to play Pandemic Legacy, but I mean, the thing is, it's 12 chapters and then you never play it again. Uh, like, Betrayal Legacy, you could play it like the base game afterwards and it's your own personal copy. And it actually sounds a lot better when we finish Betrayal Legacy. We're only three, we're only four chapters into the damn thing. Um... But it's like there's a couple others that we we haven't played in a long time we want to play. Like Smash Up, great game, but you need three players. Uh, Betrayal House in the Hill, need three players. Sheriff of Nottingham, need three players. Villainous, technically we could play with two players, but it's better with three players. Dixit, Spyfall, Codenames, Geek Out, there's so many others. It's kind of crazy. But, a lot of different board games. A lot of different uh, board games we've been playing. Uh, video game-wise, um, playing a lot of apps because misplay is awesome. Uh, Which is only for Androids. There is an iOS version, but it's not as good. But if but if I give everyone a link, maybe I will get extra points. Get some money doing that. Uh, if there's a link, you can post it in the... I think it's per person, though. I don't think it's a permanent link. But if there's a permanent link, I'll find out. And you guys doing misplay... Could help out Zan out. Help out the podcast. We can buy stuff, but that's that's for another that's for another day altogether. Um, I think that's. Oh, and uh, we we've also been playing some of the free games that have been released on PS4. Uncharted has been well. It's Uncharted, the story of Nathan Drake trying to find out about Drake's uh, gold in the first one, where he finds El Dorado. Great story. I just... I don't know. It's certain parts of Uncharted I don't like. Cause it's very similar to, to to Gears of War. And, like, you've heard Baz and me talk about Gears of War. Baz loves Gears of War. It is part of that militaristic nature. It's part of that violence. It's also hiding behind cover. I'm someone who likes getting into the fray of things. I like playing someone who's a little more aggressive. Even in D&D and other... Uh, tabletop games, I like being more aggressive. This game, it's more like Gears of War, where you have to hide behind cover, you have to be a little more... It's like the stealth missions from Bioshock Betrayal at Burial at Sea. It's a little frustrating. Just a little bit. But, I think I'm done rambling. 
Anyway, this is... Um, we've this has been good. Our, our coffee's done. Our coffee's just about done. Uh, may need to refill. May have to get a biscotti. Actually, do we have any biscottis? No, we have to make biscotti. No, we need toastable, toast points. No, we need biscotti. Actually, what do we eat toast points with? Caviar. But Tomato soup. So we'll make something with... We're going to probably make lunch now, but this is a fun little exercise. Not exercise. This is a fun little rant we're going to do. Maybe we'll keep doing this in the future. Uh, I like doing Zan chats. They're fun. Let us know your thoughts. Zan chats are always fun. Let us know what you guys have been doing. We've just been rambling. Like, what shows that we talked about are you watching? How are you keeping yourself sane during this time if you're an extrovert? Most likely you are an extrovert if you're listening to this podcast, but let us know things you've been doing. If you like, if you're TikToking, if you have any cool links, let us know. We will promote it on the podcast and we'll check it out. Uh, so with that in mind, we're done. Uh, this isn't a usual thing, but if you want to check out any of our other rants and raves and actual legitimate formalized reviews, spirekid.com. Shit, I did it again. I grabbed your coffee. Yum. Yes. It's going to hurt my stomach, but we're out of here. See ya. Bye.